Hey, Jeff, it's good to be back. Yeah, good to see you too. Um, all right. This week, we're talking about social media addiction, pertinent topic, probably. Uh, so, Jeff, I'll start off with, uh, do you feel like you're addicted to social media? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, uh, um, I-, I watched this social dilemma on Netflix, uh, I think it was like a month ago. And, you know, they obviously like talk about the more extreme examples. But, you know, at the end, you kind of have this realization, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm a little addicted too. (laughs) Um, Have you like tracked your usage on social media? Like how many hours do you spend per day on, on, on the big ones like Facebook, Instagram, et cetera? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm actually going to pull that up right now so we can take a quick look. Um, Yeah. And you're on Android, right? So have they started, you know, rolling out those analytics? Cause I know iPhone's big feature recently I think this was mentioned in a past episode too, was that, you know, I, I mentioned that I use the, um, that I use the, the time lock feature pretty often. Right. Um, and, and it gives analytics on how much time you're spending on every app. So in, in, in general, I've been trying to cut my usage of all those apps, like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, down to one and a half hours a day. Um, and so far you know, I think the psychology of having a lock there is working. Um, Cause I know like back in the summer, especially when I didn't have a job, sometimes I check my phone, I'd be like, yikes. Like I have like three or four hours logged on social media, mm-hmm. sometimes even five. So it's just bad. I mean, what about you? Uh, you know, I'm just pulling this up right now. So you're getting the live data. Um, you know, honestly, I don't use Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat all that much. It comes out to about 20 minutes ish a day. Um, but it looks like I got about an hour of Reddit every day, which I'm a little surprised by. I thought it'd be higher, <laughs> but I think it's the kind of thing that like affects, you know, the, the little goals you're trying to set. So for instance, like every time um, I stand up at my desk at work and I'm about to grab a coffee or going to grab a snack, you know, my, my original goal at the start of the year, you know, New Year's resolution was like jump on Duolingo and like, you know, get a lesson done. Uh, but instead, you know, I just like browse Reddit or like reply to texts, you know, so it's, so it's a little bit tricky, you know, it gets to, it really changes like the, the whole goal setting landscape because it's really easy to just suck up your time doing these little things. Yeah. I mean, have you implemented any strategies to kind of mitigate that or you're sort of just playing it by ear? You know, you, you bring up good points, you know, we probably should. Right. Um, uh, (laughs) at least for me personally, I tend to just like put my phone in a, in a place where I can't see. Right. So at least for, for me, it's like, okay, if I can't see it, like maybe I won't try to touch it or grab it, you know, while I'm working or something like that. Um, but you know, during those moments where you kind of have idle time, you know, like grabbing a snack, right? <laughs> that, that's when I think I'm a little more vulnerable. I'll just like stick around at like the, the coffee machine for a little bit longer than necessary because I found a funny meme I want to send to someone, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I, I watched The Social Dilemma too. And I think it, it scared me a lot. And I, I think the broader mm-hmm. question coming out of that movie is, you know, should there be regulation or at least a lot of societal pressure on these social media companies to cut back on the sort of bad, you know, um, addiction algorithms that they have on their websites? Um, in, in, in a way, you know, it 
destroys their business model. Well, not destroys, but really hampers their business model. But in another way, you know, there's harm to society when you have so many people addicted to social media. So what's the balance there? Yeah, I, I guess it's a little tricky. You know, I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, well, we want, you know, people to use Instagram less, but from, you know, their, their leadership's point of view, they, you know, they want you to stick around, right? They've got a lot of interesting content, you know, some of it, you know, productive, some of it, maybe not so, right? But if they've got you on the app, then that's exactly what they want to do. Um, something, something I actually noticed recently is that if you want to delete, uh, I'm going to use Instagram as an example, uh, you can click delete, but it doesn't actually do it until 30 days later. Uh, so, you know, even if you're trying to get off social media, they try to make it as difficult as possible. And then, you know, and it says it may take up to 90 days even. So, you know, you could, so it's very easy if you like relapse and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to use Instagram a little, right? It's, it's very easy to bring that back. So just a, a funny note that I saw recently. Wait, do you think that's on purpose? They're hoping that in a 30-day period, a lot of people relapse? Uh, I mean, I suspect. I, I had a friend who you know, said he wanted to delete, so he literally wrote down his password somewhere, and like I, he changed it to something like very difficult and then threw that piece of paper away uh, because he couldn't think of like another way to do it. And that's like... You know, it's kind of frustrating if that's like the only solution that we have, right? And like, even then, you know, I'm sure you could re- recover your account through your phone number or something like that. Uh, so not, you know, not a lot of easy ways out other than, you know, just personal willpower, right? Yeah, I think the classic case study on really hard to delete your account is Amazon. <laughs> I think there's been entire articles <laughs> written on how it's like one of the most convoluted processes in the world to delete your Amazon account. Like it's hidden in these, not secret menus, but you know, there's a lot of dark patterns there and um, they do everything from a user experience perspective to dissuade you or at least frustrate you enough from uh, not deleting your account, uh, which is really interesting. It's, you know, it's like, it's not illegal, right? But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just sketchy. Like. I don't know if companies should be allowed to do this type of stuff. Right, right. I mean, it's always, it reminds me of like the, even the little basic things like, oh, uh, you're like getting an email newsletter that you don't want to see anymore. And if they make you jump through hoops just to unsubscribe, you know, it's like, come on. Like, I, I get that you want people to stick around, but it, you're right. It's just like very shady. Um, but it doesn't seem like anyone's holding them accountable. So <laughs> it seems like they'll keep doing what they're doing. I mean, does this seem like something that regulation can solve? Like, can you realistically put regulation on, say, the the algorithms that you use to recommend content to people, um, whether it's you know TikTok algorithms mm-hmm. or YouTube algor- algorithms? Like, what from a policy standpoint can nations do or governments do to limit? the societal harm that these social media companies are causing? You know, honestly, honestly, I, I'm not super familiar, you know, to me, it feels more like a, like a personal, you know, something you have to solve on your own, but that, that seems almost unfair, right? Because like, why is it, you know, our responsibility to solve this problem when, you know, Facebook and Instagram are throwing billions of dollars trying to, you know, push back, right? So, you know, and individuals don't have the same types of resources. So, you know, I mean, if you 
many ideas. I think our, our lawmakers will probably be um, very thankful. But at the same time, right, they've also shown that they, you know, are not, are not the uh, most well-versed when it comes to talking about tech companies. No, they really aren't. And, you know, it, it's hard <laughs> enough for them to even solve, you know, like antitrust or anti-competitive issues from a technology standpoint. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're very far away from talking about these like ethical and societal um, policies that, that can that, that, that can help people um, not be as addicted to social media. But I, I mean, I think you're right. Like the first step is self-education on these types of topics. So I wonder if, you know, schools ranging from elementary to, to high schools will start baking in curriculums around healthy social media usage. Um, you know, if, if you watch The Social Dilemma, right, one of the statistics that they brought up was that they found after like the 2010, 2011 um, years when Facebook got super popular, I think it was like depression and anxiety amongst teenage girls skyrocketed 60-ish percent, mm-hmm. which is which is crazy. Like, and 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 I, I correlation isn't exactly causation, but it, it's probably like you know who the culprit is. Um, and so I, I really fear for the mental health of young. Uh, young adults these days. Uh, so, you know, do you think like schools should implement these types of courses and would they even work? You know, I mean, I think they should, but the, the big question is like, maybe they don't work at all. Uh, you know, I read recently that like basically 50% of drivers like use their smartphone at some point while driving, you know, and maybe it's to check social media, maybe it's to like respond to a text and like, you know, maybe it's like, at a red light or something. So it's like safer, but right. But at the end of the day, right. Like that's something you learn in some sort of driver's education course or like from, from someone else or, you know, it's something that you, like, we know we shouldn't do, but like people do anyway. Right. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, like if you have a teacher telling you not to use your phone as much, like, are you really going to listen? I think more likely than not, you text your friends about how boring the class is. So, I don't know. I'm, it seems like a good start, but probably not enough, in my opinion. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I remember doing the D.A.R.E. courses in middle school, right? Yeah. And I just think, <laughs> you know, statistically how useless that was. I mean, yeah, so I, I think you're right. Any um, authoritative classes on social media usage is not going to dissuade middle and high school students from from bad behaviors. Um, yeah, I mean, on the on the topic of D.A.R.E. and that type of program, right, there's a lot of, I don't know about D.A.R.E. in particular, but there's a lot of programs that have been shown that they actually have, like, uh, you know, the opposite of their intended effects. A lot of times, like, we can't really explain why. Uh, I think Scared Straight is the example that people refer to a lot uh, um, as, like, a program that has the opposite effect. So, you know, it's it's hard to say. Like, we need to figure out what actually works on, you know, kids and teenagers and how to actually get people to uh, not want to be on their phone all the time, you know, (laughs) maybe one way is to like get them, get them to watch scary documentaries, like, you know, social dilemma, but I I don't know, like, it seems like there's no uh, organized effort so far. Yeah. And I, I wonder how persuasive something like social dilemma actually is. I mean, 
I, I was obviously, you know, persuaded and after, after watching the movie, but it's one of those things where it's like, you might have like a revelation for like a month afterwards where you're like, wow, like I really should use my phone less. And then after a while, you just forget about it. And you're just, you know, it's like not even in your mind anymore. So yeah, you know, I, I feel like sometimes the effects that these documentaries have on people are also time limited. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like we should look for more permanent solutions. And that's why I think at the end of the day, these companies have to be somewhat incentivized to fix their algorithms, um, mm -hmm. whether that comes from societal pressure or government pressure. I mean, we do see some of that uh, recently, right? I mean, especially let's just take fake news as, as an example. After events like Brexit and the recent presidential elections, um, there's been a lot more discussion and uh, effort to curb the spread of fake news uh, coming from right. platforms like Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. And, you know, Twitter is like a classic example of a few years ago, their entire policy was, oh, you know, we're the free speech platform. Anything says goes, right? Um, <laughs> but then in recent years, they completely reversed that stance to be like, we will moderate the hell out of the platform. Um, so, you, you know, I, I do think, I, I don't know where the crux of that pressure comes from, like whether it's like a government pressure or at the end of the day, it's like a user pressure, um, mm -hmm. but they're definitely feeling the pressure in some way, right? So maybe more of that type of pressure to make them uh, even less addicting in the future. Yeah. So what do you think people like you and I, or, you know, many who might be listening, like, what can we do to uh, either, you know, put pressure on companies or just for our own personal benefit, like help us out with social media addiction? Yeah. So, I mean, like personal strategies to curb addiction, I mentioned earlier was, you know, if you have an iPhone and I'm sure there's uh, similar apps in Android is to time lock your apps that are, are, are taking up a lot of your time, right? Um, it's definitely worked for me. I'm sure it's worked for other people. Um, even just seeing the numbers, like how many minutes you're spending on every app will scare you into like not using that app more. Um, in terms of like how we can personally pressure companies, I think it's hard. You know, it's like you can do the, the classic things like, oh, like write to your legislator by your concerns and whatnot. But I... I'm not sure like how much that actually works. Um, the most direct impact you can have is like not use a platform. <laughs> like if you really want to stick it to Twitter, just don't use Twitter, yeah. right? <laughs> like, harder said than done. So that's why it's like, you know. Um, but I mean, you can also do your own type of uh, evangelizing in terms of telling your friends and family like, hey, yo, you know, social media is super bad. And mm -hmm as people that work in tech, we might come from a somewhat authoritative standpoint in, in that regard, right? We can say like, oh, firsthand, we know like how these algorithms are built. Um, please don't, you know, uh, take it lightly in terms of how addicting it can be. Yeah, um, that's, that's actually really interesting. Um, uh, so, you know, in terms of like, you know, what you can do on your own, I've been, uh, so one of my favorite soccer players actually recently deplatformed himself and encouraged like others to do the same because of like there's there's a lot of racial abuse basically towards um you know black soccer players 
Um, and it happens a lot on Twitter. So he was like, Hey, like I have, you know, millions and millions of followers. I'm going to take myself off Twitter until this changes. Um, and it's like, you know, obviously we don't have millions of followers, but you know, it's like the little steps. So even that's something we can do as well. Um, and in terms of like the, you know, some of these things that companies are doing that, you know, maybe we can talk about a little bit more, right? Like, so some examples of how, how social media can be so addictive is, you know, like when, when you jump to like the next video, it just like automatically plays or like it infinitely scrolls, right? There's no end to your Facebook timeline or your fa- or Instagram feed, you know, there, there, or like uh, if you're on Snapchat, right, there's like ads between everything and there's like stories and other information from like people that you don't even know or like celebrities, right? There's all, all these other like tactics that people use to keep you on. Um, but it might be useful to just like talk more about that. Yeah, the tactics, uh, they're terrible. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're, you know, um, something I want to bring up is that it's not just traditional social media companies that you think about, right? Like Facebook, Twitter, those are obvious in that they want to try to keep you on the platform. But even apps like Robinhood, right? Um, their mm-hmm. entire user experience is designed to keep you using it and keep you looking at numbers and keep you on that screen the entire day, um, mm-hmm. which is another type of addiction. Like normal people might not associate Robinhood with social media, but a lot of the mechanisms um, for using the app behind it are, are, are the same, right? Like no yeah, other yeah. trading platform is designed to you know, make you stay, stay on there. Like, you know, if you look at Fidelity or uh, E-Trade, like the, the UI, it actually kind of sucks. Like it's like boring, <laughs> make your trades look at your portfolio and then, you know, you're done with it. Five minutes, boom, right? <laughs> Robinhood, yeah. you know, there's so many things that make it um, addicting. Like for example, the gamification of buying a stock, you know, mm-hmm, the fact that sure. there's a haptic response when you swipe up and or swipe down to, to, to make a trade and the confetti that happened back in the day. And like um, the fact that they default to tracking a stock in real time um, versus other trading platforms where it's typically like a day or, or, or a week view. Um, yeah, it's huge. So it, it, it's like, it's super interesting that these addiction features are getting built into um, not just what we traditionally think of as social media, but other sort of new millennial type apps as well. You know, I'm sure like Venmo kind of wants to do that. Spotify kind of wants to do that. Uh, there's social media baked into literally every type of app we have these days. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a really good point. You know, it seems like with all of these different apps out there, you know, between all of them, or maybe, you know, maybe just Robinhood or Instagram by themselves, there's just like, infinite content right like you know if you have 24 hours a day you could spend 24 hours on social media and like you know not even come close to learning about what's going on in the world yeah and so i guess the old saying goes like you know if you're not paying for the product you are the product so for (laughs) any app where you're not really paying for the platform their entire intention is to make you use the app as long as possible um so that's not limited to social media. It's, it's, it's any app. And those addiction algorithms are just insanely good at, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, make getting content to you. So, yeah. yeah, I, you know, that's why I say is like 
should we regulate addiction algorithms or recommendation algorithms? <laughs> That's the better word for it. Um, or, you know, should, should we just say whatever goes, goes for these tech companies? Yeah, I mean, I, I was digging around earlier and like seeing what our, our lawmakers are up to. And uh, I don't know if you know who Josh Hawley is, but he's got his own, um, you know, crusade against social media. I think uh, this is a 2019 bill. So no, no, basically no one else co-signed onto it, which is a little disappointing, I guess. But he had this idea on like how um, a law could be in place to require social media providers to do a bunch of things, um, like basically creating natural stopping points um in a lot of processes and the the only you know i don't even know if you would call this social media but the only like traditional app that he like talked about being exempt was like uh music streaming platforms and coincidentally it's the only thing you're actually paying for uh, everything else right you're the product although I, you know i do wonder what spotify does with their data but you know <laughs> yeah i'm 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 glad you brought that up. Although I do have a personal bias against Josh Hawley. I do wonder, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> what does he want in place of that? Like he's the type that would make Bible studies um, required at every school, public school in America. So uh, not, not well, my favorite Senator in, in the world, but you know, I, I, I hope others follow in the general footsteps of bring up social media regulation, you know? Yeah, it's, it's very curious, you know, why he's the uh, only person out here doing this. Uh, but, you know, you could chalk that up too. There's so much money from lobbyists, right? Like you could, I could write a letter to my senator and, you know, they would be like, cool, but, you know, Facebook gave me a couple of million millions of dollars. So, you know, deal with it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of hard to see, right? Like why are all of our other senators and, you know, politicians not really helping us out? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they do until, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like the government's really reactionary these mm -hmm. few years in that it's really only when the media and academics start saying, you know, social media is a problem or like the size of these companies are a problem. And then the government goes in and starts, you know, creating all these antitrust, anti-competition cases but right. clearly they didn't come prepared as all the Senate hearings um, in the past few years showed. Right. So yeah, I wonder if it's kind of <laughs> just like they thought, Oh, this is something we got to do now. And then they kind of just stormed in no preparation at all. And now they're reeling from the backlash. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it might, it might take a few years. Um, I think uh, at least for, for government to, to catch up, right. There's gotta be like some, so I'm, I'm going to say this with, with a grain of salt, right? Like, or take this with a grain of salt. You know, there's got to be some like big event to force the government to react, right? I mean, you think that that would have happened already with like, you know, all this like what's going on with like the, you know, stop the steal and all this like fake news going on in social media. But so far it's proved to like not be enough to incentivize, you know, lawmakers to act. So at least in my eyes, it's like, okay, well, Maybe something bigger has to happen and that's that's a little scary right something has to push the government into like wanting to do something um so we'll see no i agree they're a little slow so what's your you know final i guess conclusion or or prediction on, on social media trends going into the future like do you think 
these sort of bad trends in terms of social media addiction will continue to rise or will social media companies finally be pressured into creating less addictive algorithms um, or at the very least, you know, people will start educating themselves on the harms of this types of behavior and we'll see decreases in the type of, you know, uh, extremism, depression, anxiety, all the, all the bad things that come out of social media usage. Yeah, I mean, I think we're starting to see the pendulum swing in the, the other direction a little bit, right? Like there's people who choose to take them off themselves off social media. There's people who encourage others to do the same. You know, we're becoming more aware. Uh, you know, even Apple's like adding some way of logging what time you're spending in all of your apps. Like all of these steps like are, are meaningful and make a difference. Um, so I think I'm, you know, fairly optimistic. I think that's the direction we'll end up heading. Uh, it might take longer and than than we'd hope for um but personally i think like it's it's more of something that like we'll kind of expect to see from from people right i'm more hesitant to say like uh, you know companies will change their incentives or, or will change according to new incentives um but but you know we'll see i'm very optimistic yeah do you see more of your friends deplatforming and or at least cutting a lot of their social media usage? I mean, I, I definitely see reducing social media usage is something that a lot of people, a lot of my friends have been doing recently, you know, like using Facebook a lot less, just, you know, for, for various reasons or, you know, deleting Snapchat because you already have Instagram, right? There's, there's, you know, a plethora of reasons for why, why you could do that. I think, getting people to de-platform themselves is, you know, a little bit trickier, you know, just because of that, like fear of missing out. Right. So we'll see, you know, how, how we do <laughs> on that front. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am already starting to think that like, I, I, I I'm starting to miss out on the trends, right? Like when mm-hmm. TikTok came out a few years ago, I made an account, but I never really engaged on it. Um, yeah which actually might be a good thing, to be honest. I think TikTok famously has one of the most addictive content mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, recommendation algorithms. Um, so call me a boomer or a zoomer if you must, but uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm actually proud of that in a way of um, not, not always jumping onto these trends too much these days because I do think social media has... Uh, you know, wasted a lot of my time <laughs> in a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, it's it's a little tricky, right? You want to see what your friends and, you know, everyone else is up to, right? But suddenly you're like, you know, really deep in something that you never would have searched up yourself. And it's, you know, 3 a.m. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, um, that was a great conversation, Jeff. Um, I think I learned a lot about your perspective on social media addiction. Um, until next time. Yeah. And for our listeners, you know, feel free to let us know what you think about how we're doing and if there's anything interesting you want to hear more about. Definitely.